1: hey
0: this is kevin kelly and you are listening to the stardom cast
1: this is jesse from club venus from stardom and you're watching stardom cast
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the Stardom Cats. This is a podcast we talk all things about the fantastic professional wrestling company that is Stardom. And we do it in a positive and what I like to think fun manner. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Matt Turner. And we will not be joined by Rob Goodwin as Rob is under the weather. So we're going to fly this episode solo. But that's okay folks because we have a lot to talk about today. I believe we are reviewing four shows including The Goddess of Stardom tag team tournament final and we'll be previewing the two big shows this weekend new blood west as well as stardom gold rush pay-per-view with the main event or maybe semi-main event for the wonder of stardom championship soriano challenging Miya. but uh folks i hope everybody's well i hope everybody's doing fantastic today thank you for bearing with us as we adventure on a, a solo episode um, I hope everybody is great today. I hope you're better today than you were yesterday. I hope you're better this week than you were last week. I hope you're better this month than you were last month. Folks, we have an absolutely loaded week here on the Stardom, pa- Stardom Cast podcast. There's so much going on, so much fantastic uh, information podcast, and uh, just a lot of content pumping out. We could not do that without the fantastic support from you. Now, um, I don't have anybody to do my normal banter with uh in the beginning but you know rob and i like to banter a little bit before we dive deep into the world of stardom so just kind of give me an idea what my week was i did mention last week that i was going to go see the marvels with my uh, wonderful wife amber this past weekend and we did that we uh, went out to dinner which was lovely and then uh we went to go see the marvels and i know a lot of the critics reviews i think like rotten tomatoes had like a 55 percent which is one of the lowest-reviewed Marvel movies in the MCU in the, what's it, like 15, 16 years or so since this uh, phenomenon of the MCU started. A lot of the fans and a lot of the uh, critics that I listen to, a lot of my friends that have uh, access, to early access to the movie, said no, was nowhere near as bad as the critics made it out to be, which I didn't think so, and I'm a pretty positive person, and I've enjoyed every single mcu movie yeah everyone even the ones that some people are like i really like the incredible hulk or iron man 3 or thor 2 the dark world i love all of them i think they're all great and as to the shock of nobody folks i absolutely love the marvels um i'm a huge fan of brie larson as captain marvel i think she does a great job the lady that played monica rambeau she was terrific and then, of course, Miss Marvel. Kamala Khan absolutely loved loved that show on Disney And do yourself a favor if you have not seen Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, go go and watch it. And then go we'll watch this movie. This movie was a whole bunch of fun. It's less than two hours, which usually these Marvel movies, because there's so much to talk about, so much phenomenal source material. Usually these Marvel movies are like, you know, well over two hours. I mean, look at Endgame and Infinity War. I think their total runtime, if you watch them back to back, is like six hours. This one was less than two hours and you're trying to get over, you know, three main heroes and Monica Rambeau, who uh, winds up becoming Photon, even though they don't say it in this movie. But eventually that's what happens. If you know your history, um, obviously Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel and then Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. So you have those three. That you're trying to tell their story. And then you do have the villain of this movie. And the villain is somebody that I really didn't know. For somebody who's pretty knows, is pretty good. I'm pretty good in my comic book history. Didn't really, It was like a almost like a female Ronin. I think in the comic books I could be wrong. And if you do know, uh, please send me a message. Matt Turner, OF, on the Instagram and or the Twitter. I believe it's Ronin in the comic books. I believe she's Ronin's daughter or Ronin's niece. I forget, but very much had Ronan's powers. If you remember Ronan from the very first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but the movie was a lot of fun. It was really cool watching uh, the Marvels movie, uh, Captain uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel and uh, Monica Rambeau with all that they're trying to phase back and forth with their phasing powers, and a lot of really cool nods to Neil Adams. Um, of scroll, uh, cree War, a lot of nods. Of course, this main, uh, this the way that they're using this current iteration of Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, is literally copy and pasted from Kelly Sue DeConnick's Captain Marvel run that started, I believe, about ten years ago. And uh, it's a phenomenal job, and they do a great job crediting her at the end. And I'm just a huge fan of anything Kelly Sue DeConnick does, especially her Captain Marvel run. Um, and folks, stay for the, the mid credit scene. There's really nothing at the end of the credits. There's just kind of a little audio thing that's really not that major. But uh, yeah, Marvel's always done, especially when they first started, their end-credits scenes were always something like that was set up something huge, literally from the very first MCU movie with Iron Man, where Nick Fury plants the seeds of bringing in the Avengers and one of my favorite uh, post credit scenes was at the end of Iron Man 2 where they show Thor's hammer. I'm a huge fan of Thor, huge fan of, uh, I mean, you know, Thor's hammer. So, and then, of course, I think maybe the greatest, in my opinion, because I'm such a huge fan of Thanos, is at the end of Avengers where they show Thanos. and you're like, wow, this is where they're going. And the p- past couple end credit scenes were just kind of left a little bit more to the imagination. Like, they were good, but not great nothing blow away where this one is absolutely blow away. So folks stay for the mid credit scene because this is another game changer. Now it's like, okay, now that's we, we know where we're going. The very next day, Friday, I was, once uh, I, I got done with work and got done with all the uh, fantastic things that I do on a daily basis, I was able to sit down and finish low key season two. So I had a double scoop of Marvel goodness of MCU goodness. And I absolutely loved Low key season two and uh Loki the Marvel character, though his brother not low-key, former Ring of Honor world champion. That's my joke I have with Andy Header. But um no, really good stuff. So um, I really enjoy the MCU's been on a little bit. I'm not gonna say a low, but they were nowhere near as high as they were in 2017, 2018 coming off of Infinity War and Endgame. Then again, really, what can they do? I mean, that's an all time high right there. So they were kind of just, and again, not treading water, but they were kind of just maybe finding their footing to see where they need to get back. But it really seems the next two or three years, again, especially what happens at the end of low key season two and the mid credit scene of the Marvels, it really seems like, okay, this is where we're going. It's probably going to set up the next six, seven, eight years of Marvel movies and folks. I could not be any more excited. Boy, by the time they get to the end of this telling of the story, I'll be close to 50. That's crazy to say. Crazy to say. Okay, folks, that's enough non-stardom talk. Let's get into the whole entire reason why you're here. Let's talk about the greatest wrestling promotion in the history of the world, in my opinion. The one and only stardom. I apologize, folks. I'm probably about two hours, so you might be hearing me take a few drink breaks. So, again, this is going to be me non-stop. Title, absolutely loaded show talking about starting the news was announced uh, earlier this week. There's going to be a new rookie that is not named yet. That is going to be debuting this weekend at new blood. And uh, but I believe she only turned, she just turned 18 years old, 18 or 19. Um, so still a teenager and she's debuting against the one and only one of the greatest wonder of Stardom champions of all time. Momo Watanabe. I saw a meme that somebody put saying that that they had her picture next to Momos and said something along the lines of, it's what happens when you literally just started playing the game and you put a cheat code in to get to the final boss. I thought that was really funny. Rossi has huge expectations for this new rookie, saying she has uh, the highest protest passing grade in a long, long time. uh, Coming out of the Stardom Dojo, that was her high remarks. and She's a background in Judo, uh, you know, Micah. Kina, Rina, Hanan, uh, all have that, Mirai, all have that background in judo. So the Stardom, they really like their shoot-style wrestlers. And uh, considering the fact that we may see a shoot-style wrestler debuting in Stardom at the end of the pay-per-view, we'll get into that in about two hours, we get to the tail end of the episode. So, yeah, really exciting things there. And again, debuting against Momo Watanabe. You know who else had their debut match against Momo Watanabe? One Starlight Kid and one Sai Kamatani. And folks, they've done pretty well for themselves. They have done pretty well for themselves. So they're literally putting her very first match against Mama Watanabe. They do have some high expectations, and that's what stardom needs Right now, with all the unfortunate injuries going on, as they need some pun intended, maybe new blood. So, uh, yeah, that's really, really excited. Um, speaking of injuries, two more on the injury block. Wakasukiyama has a lumbar lower back injury that's going to take her out of action for probably uh, the next two or three weeks. There was no timetable set on her return date, but that's would be my guess. Uh, probably until further evaluation. Mayu Iwatani had dislocated her finger in her. IWGP Championship match this past weekend against Stephanie Vakar and so that's an injury that you can probably work through if they just tape her fingers but smart that they did keep her off the Gold Rush shows and she is going to be replaced so the Stars team in the Moneyball Tournament will be Wingori, Hanan, Sayida and hazuki so uh smart just take her off i mean especially if they're going to go to the finals again we will preview that at the end of the show you really don't want mayu doing ladder bumps with a dislocated finger because then it may throw her off when she bumps to try to swim out her arms that could you know affect her shoulder her neck her elbow and you really don't want uh you don't want anybody getting injured especially you don't want mayu getting injured especially this time right now with all these injuries going on in stardom so kudos to Stardom, say mayu you know Take this weekend off, we will figure it out. But I'm really excited for that team of Wingori and Hazuki. That could be a baller of a team. And who knows? Maybe if they do win the money ball, then maybe at the end of the year at um Dream Queendom, maybe we see a challenge uh against the Berry Bear Bombers, Julia Tecla and May Sakura. That'd be a great match at the final uh, show at the end of the year. Speaking of Mayu, she did an interview just recently, just uh, came out a handful of hours ago before I'm recording, basically saying that she uh, absolutely loved wrestling in America. And again, we will be covering that match uh, in a little bit. Love wrestling in America. She wants to wrestle abroad more. Um, She said that she does eventually, maybe in two or three years, wants to get married and to settle down. Uh, We've heard Mayu say that before, but whether she's serious or not, that remains to be seen. If that's the path she decides to take, we wish Mayu nothing but the best as, uh, she has left everything out there in the ring for us and has given us a lifetime of memories in her 12 years of wrestling. However, she did say she absolutely loving teaming with Hanan and would love for the two of them to have a long, successful run with the Goddess of Stardom championship belts. Uh, I've been saying this on the show the last two or three weeks. That I'm loving Mayu and Hanan being as a team. Mayu has done everything. She hasn't had a really good run with that uh, Goddess of Stardom Championship since 2015, 2016 with Io. Uh, Hanan just turned 19 years old, I think, it would benefit her huge to be in the ring constantly in these longer matches, 15, 20 minutes, be teaming with Mayu and having main event or main event-style matches against, who knows, a Divine Kingdom, against a Meltier, against a Natsapoy and Soriano, against an Aphrodite. Um, though I think, you know, those would be Crazy Star, FWC. I mean, they're just the litany of matches I can go on and on and on uh, with Mayu and Hanan as a team. And you're getting fresh matches because Mayu and Hanen, they've uh, other than being in six-person tag matches, And having the uh, occasional tag match here or there. They really haven't been a consistent team up until the start of this tournament. And they had a fantastic tournament, folks. A fantastic tournament. Um, So that's really all the news that I have. Nowhere near as much news as last week. There's been some other news. And we'll kind of weave that in between these certain shows. Um, But before we get into the four shows to review. Let's talk about what we have coming up on the Patreon. Folks, we've released two alternate commentaries and one like the acdc song have a drink on me yes uh we did from pro wrestling noah Kabashi versus kensuke sazaki from the tokyo dome we released that on all tiers usually that is just for the uh the white belt tier um uh, the wonder of star championship tier and above we released that for all tier just as a make good because we were supposed to do, we did do Suzu, Suzuki, and Micah for an alternate commentary. We recorded, have everything done. However, the last five or six minutes got all jumbled. So rather than release something half assed that we do not want to do, we do not want to do anything less than A plus for you, the fantastic friends and family of the Stardom Cast and the Stardom Cast Extra. We scrapped that, said we will come back to it. We'll, we'll we get, we vote, you know, the holidays are coming up. Uh, We will come back to it and we will release it at a later time sometime between now and the end of the year. So um, what we did is as a make good, everybody from the $1 tier to the $25 tier, you get that watch along. Like I said, have a drink on me. If you've seen it or if you're going to go see it, um, Rob and I engage in some adult beverages during every single chop. 187, I think uh, Rob had on there. uh, 187 chops. So watch it with us. Have a drink. If uh, you're not a drinker, have a drink of water. Have some uh, protein shakes, some uh, coconut water, whatever you want. And just sit back and just watch some really good matches as uh, Rob and I had an absolute blast doing that watch along. Um, alternate commentary, something we take a lot more seriously than the watch alongs. This is one of the best alternate commentaries Rob and I have ever done. And I, I've been saying that a lot lately. Rob and I really have been following our footing here. When it comes to uh, these alternate commentaries, I think it's one of the reasons why we got the gig at Pro Wrestling Dream is just because we just sync so well together. But uh, this one was phenomenal. It's one of the best matches I've seen all year. One of my favorite five-star matches of all time. And my my favorite match from this is five-star from night one, Suzu, Suzuki, and Shuri. Uh, an absolute blast uh, watching that one back and calling that one with Rob as that match is just absolutely nonstop. So I hope you all go back and watch that. And enjoy it and listen to Rob and I on the commentary. Um, also, review FWC's 2021 Goddess of Stardom championship win. Figured, hey, what a better way to release that than just a few days after the 2023 tournament has concluded. And that was a great time going back and watch those matches. They have two matches with Aphrodite and a match with uh, Momo Oz in the finals. So absolutely loved it. It was fantastic going back watching those matches and they wrestled three times in the final night three times in the which i completely forgot about so uh again that is up on your patreon feeds for the um the bonus section on the stardom cast extra for the reviews and then coming up at the end of the month for the review is uh for the first time in two years since about two years since i've been doing the stardom cast Extra is i'm going to be doing a full show review that uh, we have not covered here on the cast. We're going back to 2019, the year-end climax. Super excited to go back and watch that show. Um, I know the main event is for the World of Stardom Championship as Mayu Rutani makes, I believe, her first defense of that championship against Kagetsu and as well as the breakout match from Julia as Julia. In my opinion, the match that puts Julia on the map, uh, Julia taking on the late-grade Hana Kimura. And speaking of Julia... Um, Just yesterday, as of this recording, we recorded with Karen Peterson for our roundtable discussion, and we did a retrospective on Julia. Literally, all we did was we just wrote down our top five favorite matches. We knew beforehand we were going to have just an open discussion on Julia. I figured this podcast would go about an hour and 15, an hour and 20 minutes. This thing, I think, was, I could be wrong, a little over two hours. I know we talked like 10 minutes prior just because we haven't really talked, other than you know social media and emails, we really haven't talked to Karen in uh, in quite some time. So it was great just catching up with her. And then we're like, hey, we may as well record. And then we just went. We probably could have recorded for like three or four hours. Having Karen on is just such a blast. And I do, I do have to say, I mean, again, I've been doing this podcast for a little over two years. That episode we recorded with Karen. Might be my favorite we have ever done. That was great, and it uh, really opened up our eyes for something, for maybe future roundtables that we can do. And let us know, you know, when that drops, and that'll be coming out, uh, sometime in about a week or so. When that one drops, let us know, um, you know, what you enjoyed about it if you did enjoy it, and that's something that you want to do because maybe we'll have Karen on you know, once a month or once every other month, doing those roundtable discussions, uh, retrospecting a career of a Starlight Kid, of an EO, of, uh, you know, Micah, Himika, Utami, Sai Kamatani. I mean, the it's really limitless, you know, what we can do, so let us know. Also, the alternate commentary for next week will be Momo Wontanabe challenging Mirai for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. So, folks, that's all what has been dropped and what is coming up and the next handful of days on the Starcast Extra. Once again, we cannot say thank you enough to all the fantastic Patreon members. You really help us out. Keeping the lights on and paying the bills and trying to up the equipment, folks, uh, really means the world to us. Okay, folks, let's get, like I said, we have a lot to cover. Four shows to review, um, as well as EO Watch, Kairi Watch, the Mayu Watch. I guess we may as well call it Freedom Watch, right? They they all wrestled uh, on the same weekend over here in the States, and uh, I wasn't around to see any of it. Well, at least not, you know, not sitting on my couch, but, uh, but Hey, I'm here to review it because that's what we do here, folks. That's what we do. Okay. The very first show wasn't fun. First of all, a shout out to a super friend of the show and someone who helps us out all the time. One, Mr. Darren Chatton. Um, when I found out Rob would not be able to make the show today, I messaged Darren right away and I said, Hey man, can you get me the attendance numbers for these shows as usually that's uh, what Rob does and I love shouting out the attendance and just, you know, so this way I, and I can write down what the attendance is. So, you know, in due time, maybe I can look back to see where stardom is, you know, month to month, year to year, day to day and whatnot. So Darren, Darren Chat, my main man, thank you so much for uh, bailing me out. And uh, hey, I saw that, I mean, you got the same action figure, that brand new E.O. Scott, I'm going to call it E.O. Shirai, E.O. Shirai with the uh brand new E.O. Shirai action figure that uh, ww just released i had a heck of a time finding it on ringside collectibles i think it sold out in like the first two hours so i had an ebay and i think he did as well so i was glad i was able to point you in the right direction brother and i'm glad that me and you both think that eo is the go once again darren thank you so so much for getting me the attendance numbers so we go to november 4th um to 429 people i'm just going to read through the results give you my star rating and then maybe just go back into the match and just talk about something for like the bigger and better matches. Match number one uh, started this one off with a bang. Hazuki, Tekla, and Arena. Hazuki gets the win in six minutes thirty-two seconds when she reverses a Rena jackknife with the Hazuki straw. Uh, this was a really good solid opener. Usually I don't go above three and a quarter stars on the openers, but this one was really good. Three and a half stars. Match number two saw the oh my Julia team of My Sakurai and uh, Julia. Defeating the Ouedotai team of Fouken Death and Ruaka in 6 minutes and 49 seconds. When Julia pins Fouken Death after a backdrop driver. This one was 3 and a quarter stars. Match number 3 was a 3-way tag between Mike and Megan Bain. Also known as Divine Kingdom. Versus the team of Hina and Lady C. The Queen's Quest team. And Saki and Sherry were Megan Bain. Pins Lady C after an F5 in 7 minutes and 14 seconds three and a quarter stars match number four actual really results we are going to go back and talk about this bad boy so uh, the uh, the team of the new eras remember them former goddess of stardom uh tag team champions the new eras mirai wonder of stardom champion and ami defeating the cosmic angels team of say oriano and Unimizumori in 12 minutes and two seconds when mirai taps out Unimizumori with the mirror mirai but i will always call it folks the Double Wrist Lock, because I am Catch Wrestling trained. Folks, this was amazing. Four and a quarter stars. This match just starts out, and you kind of know where they're going, about three, four minutes in that. there. Uh, this match is just a preview for Mirai versus Seoriano for the Wonder of Stardom Championship for Gold Rush, uh, which is taking place this weekend, which we'll get into. And it's just like, wow, this is just a preview of what we're going to get. We're in for a treat. This match is going to be worth your ticket alone, your pay-per-view uh, ticket alone, uh, your Stardom World subscription alone. I mean, holy jeez, these two—they had a phenomenal match in Cork and Hall uh, back in the um, not the Goddess—the uh, five-star Grand Prix where Sayoriano did defeat Mariah. That's how she's getting this title shot, and they just tore into each other here. Like, holy jeez, like Soriano is really finding her place here in Stardom, and Mariah is really—I mean, she's been good since day one, but she's really coming into her own as a, a solid main eventer for that wonder starting champion you have to be a solid performer to carry that belt and to carry a pay-per-view like a sai kamatani like an Eo has done before like a tam has done like Albert julia has done before uh like an arisa hoshinki momo wantanabe and then the list is endless Kyrie, um and mariah is really putting her foot uh dipping in that dipping her foot in that water those great great wonder stardom champions and uh Boy, howdy. Yeah, they really laid into each other. Ami Sori was great here. She's another one that's really, really improved. Leaps and bounds. It was nice seeing some new eras. Classic tag teamwork. Um, speaking of improving, I don't think I've seen anybody improve more in wrestling than one Unum is more. Yuna was amazing here. She literally probably just watched what hurt with Sayori and Mirai did and was like, you know, maybe if I hit Mariah really, really hard, maybe I'll get a title shock. She was throwing some bombs with those lariats. And there's one really cool spot where... Um, Sayoriano does that phenomenal German suplex and then when uh, Mariah is kind of folded over when she's somewhat getting up Yuna just darts her with this beautiful stiff but hit hard but in the same place uh sliding Larry I thought that was absolutely great and she's throwing these Lairds and throwing these Lairds and Mariah's throwing Larry's back and she goes to throw this one Larry, and this is one of the coolest ways i've ever seen to get in the double wrist lock and folks i use the double wrist lock quite a bit uh in my matches and i'm always thinking of different ways to get into it yuna throws this double wrist lock and it's like her third or fourth one and here's my gorilla monsoon uh reference of the day going to the well once too often when she throws this clothesline for the fourth or fifth time on mirai Mirai gets control of the wrist and the bicep and then transitions into the double wrist lock coming off this wicked clothesline, which I thought was great. Eventually, uh, Sayoriano breaks it up. They go back and forth. Ami takes out uh, Sayori and then uh, they build to the double wrist lock and Mirai then is able to get the double wrist lock. The Mirai back onto Yuna Mizumori, causing the tap out. This was fantastic. I think this show went up like the day we recorded and we're always saying we will we that's what we do on the startup guest we will always review every show not necessarily go through every match but just go through every show just so we cover everything you know we want to be like if you were to go through our podcast from the very first episode of the year until the end that every match will be accounted for you know we take a lot of pride in that you know we won't skip over anything that's you know hey we're professionals so again, we're reviewing four shows. So some of the stuff we're gonna breeze through, but a lot of but some of the stuff that's really really good, I'm gonna stop and talk about because it, it deserves it, folks. You've not seen this match, uh, or this show? Go back and watch, especially this match. This was absolutely fantastic. And like I said, that this show dropped when we the day we recorded last week. So you might be saying, well, you know, Matt, this show was 11-4. I'm listening to this like like almost two weeks later. Why is it? Because we wanted to cover it. We wanted to cover this match because this was fantastic, especially if you're looking for an appetizer to get into this Sayoriano versus Mirai match. This is it for you folks. Phenomenal match. Match number five, Red Star Goddess um, chi- uh, match in the Goddess of Star uh, tournament. Saw the team of Max Mini pulling off an upset, getting their first win, uh, defeating the Uedatai team of XL, Momo Watanabe, and Natsuko Tora in 11 minutes and 27 seconds when uh, Ida um is able to escape the DVD bomb from Natsukotora and rolls her up with the Ida Bashi. Uh 3 and 3/4 three stars solid match between these uh these two teams. Hanako really coming into her own. Can't wait to will she, where she's going to be in 12, 16, 18 months from now cuz she's another one that's improving. I mean, well she's a rookie, so you're starting on the bottom. So I can't wait to see where she how well she's going to be in a year and year and change from now. Side eat is obviously fantastic. Saeeda and Momo Watanabe, kick, chop, kick, chop, kick, chop. Take my money, take my money, folks. Fantastic. Match number six saw the crazy star team of Suzu Suzuki defeating the, the Moonlight Vitas team of Mina Shirakawa and Waki Tsukuyama in 9 minutes and 14 seconds when Suzu Suzuki plans poor Waka into the mat with a tequila shot for a three count. Another really solid outing between the two suzu and mina please please I this three and three four stars um you know it's heavily rumored that you know depending on what's going on with tam obviously suzu is owed a world of stardom championship match if tam you know i still think tam will be main eventing sumo hall at the end of the year she's the big draw she's the big uh the big person to go to and if you want to draw you know, 3,200, 3,300, I think Tam in the main event, whether it's sire or Yutami, if they do come back in time, fingers crossed, I think that might be the way to go. However, if Tam's injured and can't, uh, you know, can't really go for that big 15, 20-minute match, maybe the way is to pivot and put the championship on Suzu. I also think that Mina is going to get that big run with the wonder of Stardom championship. I really think she's going to defeat Mirai at the end of the year. So the point I'm trying to get to, is if we can get a Suzu vs. Mina match somewhere in 2024 for either the World of Stardom Championship or the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Yes, please. Yes, please. We move on to the main event. One of my favorite matches of this tournament. One of my favorite matches we're going to talk about on these four shows. Blue Goddess match as the eye contact team of Mayuutani and Hanan defeating the O2 line team of Izumi and Miyu Amasaki. When Hanan pins Miyu with a wrist clutch backdrop driver, in 11 minutes and 41 seconds, this was just great. Great tag action between these two teams back and forth. Um, you know, you saw the high-speed offense. I mean, we have Mayu, former high-speed champion. We have Azumi, former high-speed champion. Hanan, when she gets into a high-speed mode, you can see it's like, if they ever want to go there with her, I got no problem with that. And again, Miyu Amasaki is fantastic. And I've been saying this the last two or three weeks on the show. Not only is Miyu improving, but when she's in their w- in the ring with Azumi, Azumi just knows where to put her offense and where to put the double team offense. And we see this great double team offense that Eye Contact starts their matches out with and U2, O2 Line. This is really, really awesome stuff there. Um, I liked it how, how um, when Azumi's building her comeback, she's able to get both Mayu and Hana down. She puts them both in the double arm bar, and the referee's like, you can only put one of them in Arba. Like, you can only, what if the the illegal person taps out and Izumi's like, oh, okay, like all frantically. And Izumi and Mayu have this just phenomenal chemistry together. Their match at Izumi's 10th anniversary show from Cork and Hall about a month ago, month or so ago was really, really good. Uh, and again, just Miyu Hamasaki, just the improvement. And you're going to improve teaming with Izumi, being across from the ring for, with uh, Mayu Iwatani and being across the ring, even though she's 19 years old, one of the best wrestlers on this loaded roster and Hanan. Uh, excellent match, and again, if this is something, if Mayu, Mayu did say she would love to have a run with the Goddess of Stardom Championship, can you imagine like this match, like 20, 21 minutes in Cork and Hall, like a loaded Cork and Hall, 13, 1,400 people as a main event or co-main event, oh, that would just be delicious, absolutely fantastic, uh, again, folks, solid show, the, the two matches, if you haven't seen them, Definitely go and watch the uh Soriano and Unamizamori versus New Eras match and the O2 line versus eye contact match because just absolutely fantastic. As depleted as his roster is with injuries, you go back and watch the show, and especially those two matches, and you're like, the roster is still so loaded. The roster is still so loaded. Folks, we go to the next day, November 5th in Yushiku. 334 people. Match number one, speaking of Un and Soriano, sees the Soriano and Unimizumore. Mizumori representing the Cosmic Angels, defeating the team of Hazuki and Saeeda. What a great way to start the show when uh, we did see Soriano hitting a pair of German suplexes onto, uh, um, onto Saeeda for the three count. Um, ex- oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Soriano hits the German suplex and then it's, and then Yuna Mizumori hits a clothesline the Saeeda and then Soriano hits another German suplex. 11 minutes, 7 seconds, solid solid match. It's Hazuki. It's Saeeda, it's Yuna Mori, it's Soriano. I mean, just four great wrestlers. What a great way to open these shows. What a great way to open to open this show with that tag match. And it's just, man, Soriano, Hazuki. I mean, that was absolutely fantastic. Yuna and Sayida who just always seem like they have something to prove. Like, maybe it might be time to move us up the ladder, and we're going to show you why. Excellent stuff between these two teams, three and three, three fourth stars. Match number five. Oh, baby, this one was crazy. Saw a five way match that saw it was Azumi, Rina, Hina, Hanako, and Ruwaka. When we saw Azumi getting the pin via the Azumi Sushi over Hanako in eight minutes, 35 seconds, three and a half stars. Moving along, match number three saw the team of uh, a six person tag match of Masakari, Sakurai, Mega Bane, and Micah defeating the Gazai team of Shiri. Saki Kashima and the Wonder of Stardom Champion Mirai when Megan Bane pins Saki after an F5. Three and a quarter stars. Folks, solid stuff here we did see with Mike and Sherry. We only got a little bit of it here. Only a little bit of uh, Mike and Mirai. Um, however, the thing to really watch watching this match is the hats. Mike and Megan Bane with their headdresses looking like Wonder Woman. Looking like Wonder Woman. And then May Sakurai's like, I'm not going to be outdone. Comes out with this just giant hat, looking like something out of a Julia Roberts movies in 1988. Oh, just so good. Really good stuff. May Sakurai, again, somebody that may not be World of Stardom champion for three years, you know, may not have like the Eoshi Shirai run with that red belt. However, not saying it can't happen. Hey, we all improve. We all improve. Not saying how it can't happen. However, what she's doing now with her character work. It's just nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is doing it. She's doing a great job standing out in these matches. And she is very good in the ring, folks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's all character. She's very solid in the ring. And Stardom seems to be very, very high on her, as we are here on the Stardom cast. Okay, we move on to match number four. Red Stars Goddess match as the Mafia Bella team of Julian Teckler... Defeat the Moonlight Vitas team of Mina Shirakawa and Waka Tsukiyama in 10 minutes and twenty sec- 26 seconds when Tekla pins Waka via top rope slash. This was three and a half stars for me. Again, let's get a Mina and Julia match in there sometime soon. Maybe for the uh, New Japan Strong Championship. Maybe if it, they don't go with Mina versus Julia at the end of the year. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Mina versus uh, Mariah at the end of the year. Maybe Meen and Julia, even though I think it's going to be Julia and Azumi. I think that's going to be the last match before we get to Julia and Mercedes Monet. Which Mercedes Del Monet? See, we're gonna we're gonna weave in the news here. Mercedes Monet did put on her Instagram that she'll be coming back sometime in twenty twenty four. I think it might be sooner than that. I think she's going to come back at Dream Queendom, or she's going to do a run at Dream Queendom to set up her match for the January fourth Stardom show um, in Tokyo Dome City Hall. That's just me, folks. Match number five on the show. The co main event, the Blue Goddess uh, uh, Blue Goddess Block, saw the Tokyo Twin Towers uh, team of Amisori and Lady C defeating the Eye Contact team of Mayurutani and Hanan. When uh, we saw Amisori putting away Hanan with a brutal like a thunderbolt in 11 minutes and 11 seconds, this was a great match. Four stars for me. You did see a lot of Ami Sori and Lady C working together very well as a team. We did see some fantastic double team chop work from the Tokyo Towers. And one thing I thought was cool is we see Mayu and Hanan. They always start their match out with pretty much the same double team spot, right? To get the advantage. You know, it's so cool. Where Lady C they go do an Ami Sori and Lady C is like, nope, absolutely not. Comes in and stops and just starts chopping everybody. I thought it was really cool. A really cool wrinkle where it's just like, Mayu's probably putting that match together, right? She's the leader in that match. No disrespect to the other three ladies. But the fact that she gave that spot to Lady C was like, yeah, I'll let you break this up. I thought that was really, really good and really cool and a really feather in the cap of uh, of one uh, Lady C. Really good job putting her over in that match and having Ami uh, putting away Hun and with the like a thunderbolt. If you do remember, folks, uh, it was Ami Soi that ended the Fantastic Reign of Han for the future of Stardom Championship, So, Amisori seems to have one Future Aces number. We go on to the main event of the show, the XL team of Momo Watanabe and Natsuko Tora, defeating the crazy star team of Sarah and Suzu Suzuki in a red uh, star goddess match. And this is interesting to me because this is the second main event that Momo and Tora have won in this tournament. Usually when they have them, because they do whoever wins the main event, they're able to cut a promo afterwards. They usually send the, fo- the the fans home happy and they have a baby face team. You know, when they beat Mafia Bella, um, you figured, you know, that match is starting. I figure it's the main event. Julia's going to get the win. And then, you know, Julia will cut a promo because everybody loves, loves that Julia. And they don't. They want, you know, Ma- uh, Team XL wins. And the same thing here. They defeat uh, Crazy Star. And this uh, was an excellent, excellent match when uh, Momo Watanabe pins Mace Era with the Tequila Sunrise in 11 minutes, 46 seconds. Four and a quarter stars. Excellent stuff. Momo and Suzu violence is just great. I love how like Suzu gets a little bit in over her head with the brawling stuff. Because it eventually becomes two-on-one. And I really like how once she gets up on Tora, Momo interferes. Or once she gets up on uh, Momo, Tora interferes. And they kind of... Because you literally have three bruisers. And then the high-speed champion, and Macea, jeez. And she's just fantastic. I really hope she gets a. I mean, it'd be next to impossible that she doesn't get him the five star next year. Can you imagine what she can do in that tournament? Um, but uh, so Suzu will get in over her head and starts getting double teamed. Then May just comes out of nowhere with that springboard blockbuster, and then is able to kind of like drag Suzu into the turnbuckle so she makes the tag all the Rock and Roll Express. I always think that's genius. Your opponent's getting beat up, beat up, beat up. You come and make the save. And it's like well, you need to get them to tag out. So it's like well, you're already in the ring to help them you know, get, stop getting beat up. You may as well grab them, drag them to the turnbuckle, go to the outside, grab the tag rope. So it's a legal tag. It's a babyface heroic thing to do. And the rock and roll express again, that's something they invented in the eighties. And here we are in 40 years later. So uh, again, rock and roll express, my all time favorite tag team, two cool dudes and uh, Ricky Martin and Robert Gibson and uh, a tag team that is studied by everybody and just a really cool spot there. But then may gets in there. She uses all her high speed, high impact offense, um, Excellent stuff there. She's rolling and roll, and then what happens? She just gets drilled with uh, a head kick from uh, Momo Watanabe. Really like the way that uh, anytime there's any cheating here, Tor and Momo do such a great job blinding the ref. And, folks, if you're new to this podcast, you the uh, the veterans of this podcast, the, the, our listeners, their friends and family of the Stardom, Pat, Stardom Cast podcast will tell you, I hate it when there's cheating and it happens in front of the ref. And Momo and Tor, who are two of the biggest badass heels in this company, do do such a great job pulling the ref out. Very much like the former leader of a Uetotai Kagetsu used to do. Um, I say it all the time. I think Kigetsu is the greatest working heel in the history of stardom. For that reason only. She would cheat, but she would blind the ref. So this way, the heat doesn't go to the ref. It goes to the wrestlers. Hence, that's what you want. Eventually, though, it's a brutal head kick in the Tequila Sunrise that spells the doom for Crazy Star in this match. If you're going to watch one match from the show, go and watch this main event. With Crazy Star versus Awetitai XL. Again, four and a quarter stars. So, yeah. Excellent, excellent stuff there, folks. We will move on to the third show from this tournament. I'm just trying to flip my pages here. As I have notes all over the place. As we will go to the 10th of November in the Sendai Pit. Uh, This show actually just went up. Just about 24 hours ago. So I was able to get it and watch it and uh, review it for you all. So this was at the Sendai Pit, 304 people. The very first match saw Hazuki defeat Ruaka with the Hizuki Straw in 7 minutes, 15 seconds, 3 and a quarter stars. Match number 2 was a three way dance. I saw Mina Shirakawa pin Hanako with the glamorous collection Mina in 8 minutes and 11 seconds, 3 and a quarter stars. Match number th- three saw the crazy star team of Suzu Suzuki and Meisera defeating the Tokyo Towers team of Amisori and Lady C when Suzu Suzuki taps out Lady C with a Yokobari lock in 7 minutes and 40 seconds. Excuse me, three and a half stars. Um, I love that the Yokobari lock, which it's like a double wrist lock into a head sis. I think that's just an awesome, awesome, excellent, excellent move. And Suzu does it all so well. Oh, sorry, folks. I'm getting a little. I had to wet the whistle there, my friends. We move on to match number four. May Sakurai and Mirai defeating the team of Unimizumori and Sayori Ano. They really, I mean, I know they bumped, bumped this tournament <clears throat> all around quite a bit here, folks. And um, I would have loved for them to kind of get locked uh in on this tournament. And just have her team with Yuna. I know, I know it was supposed to be Mel Tam and Natsupoy, Um, you know, and then, uh, and then it was supposed to be um, Natsupoy was injured. And then it was to be Tam and Yuna. That just got completely scrapped. But uh, Yuna and Sayori, they teamed up quite a bit here on this weekend, and they were fantastic. They were terrific on all these. Again, I think Sayori. I know, I think she. Worked uh, over here in the States for the uh, Psycho Band promotion, and she did some stuff at Oz Academy, so they probably couldn't lock her down for all the days and just trying to reshuffle it. But it would have been really cool if they were able to lock her down, especially her being one half of the Goddess Star and Tag Team Champions and Team up with Unimiz Mori because they were fantastic. They were fantastic on this tour, and I would love to see them in this tournament against like FWC, Divine Kingdom. So on and so forth. But, but I mean, Mariah and May Sakurai here. I mean, obviously, it's not a tournament match. They were in the tournament. But uh, May Sakurai was able to hit Yuna Mizumori with their brutal pair of lariats. In 11 minutes and 4 seconds. 3.5 stars. Once again, this match was a preview of what we're going to see this weekend. Great job on the start and booking committee. Just putting Mariah and Sayori anu in a lot of tag matches. So this way, it's like, oh, that's a preview again. That's a preview again. And where they made sure... That everybody knew this is a preview of what you're getting on the 18th. And I'm super excited. Definitely, the, no disrespect to any of the matches on the card. I'm match I'm most excited for Sorry, Soriano and uh, Mirai. Even if the Tam Suzu match didn't get scrapped, it would have been like 1A, 1B between the two. Match number five, we go to the Blue Stars and the Goddess of Star Tournament. So the Divine Kingdom team of Megan Bain and uh, Micah defeating the O2 line team of Azumi and Miyu Amasaki when um, the uh, Divine Kingdom team hit the Doomsday F5 combination to, uh, well, to Doomsday, and then Mega Bane hits the F5. Can you imagine Doomsday F5? That's crazy. That's something that you create out of out of a video game. Excuse me. Um, they, Megan Bane pins Miyu Amasaki in 8 minutes and 25 seconds with the F5, 3.5 stars. We move on to the co-main event of this show, the XL team of Mama Watanabe and Natsuko Natsukotora, defeating the prominence team of Risa Sarah and Karumi Haragi. When Natsukotora pins Kurumi Hiragi with a Swanton bomb in nine minutes and five seconds. This was my favorite match of the show. Three and three 4 stars. And folks, correct me if I'm wrong, prominence only ate one L in this tournament. They had a few draws, but this was the only actual pinfall. That they had in this tournament. And that just goes to show you. How much that they invest in Nasiko Torah. They built her up for the 5 star. To give her to Tam. So Tam can get the win there. Understand that. But they're doing a great job building her back up. In this tournament. This XL team was phenomenal. In this tournament. Same tournament a lot. Love to see them team up a little bit more. Heading into 2024. Not unless they have single plans for Momo or Tora. Um, I would love to see maybe Momo get a push up. Towards the World of starting Champion whether it's Suzu, whether it's Tam, whether it's Saya Kamatani, whether it's Utami, all those matches. I mean, the money, right? Momo versus any one of those four. Really, Momo versus anybody. Should work a broomstick and make it work? But, I mean, for, you know, main event, your pay-per-view, 22, 23 minutes with Tam, with Suzu, Saya, Utami, uh, Yes, please. Yes, please. Go back and watch those Momo versus Mayu matches for the World of Stardom Championship. Um, Leave the ninth anniversary show. I think that's when Mayu debuts the uh, red gear for their red belt. Um, yeah, again, I know we have a lot of new listeners to the Stardom cast. Uh, early 2020, uh, before before COVID hit, I believe it's the ninth anniversary show. Momo Watanabe at the time, leader of Queen's Quest, um, challenging Mayu Watanabe for the World of Stardom Championship. Um, let's get back on track here, folks. I guess we're on track. We're talking about Stardom. Um, yeah, my favorite match of the show. The main event, Red Stars Goddess match. The Mafia Bell Team of Julian Tekla defeating the God's Eye team of Shuri and Saki Kashima. The match starts, and it's like Julia and Shuri in the ring. You're like, oh, yes, here we go. And we get the grappling, ex- you know, we get the fantastic grappling between the two of them back and forth. And, again, we recorded yesterday with Karen, and, again, we're talking about Julia. Julia's best match, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion is that match at Dream Kingdom last year with Shuri. And we got, obviously, you're not going to get that violence there, but we just got, like, you know, what they can do in the ring with striking and grappling. And it was just so really good to see Julian Tekla, excuse me, Tekla and Saki Kashima has some really good like high speed back and forth offense. Tekla, you know, has one time challenged Zumi for the high speed championship. Saki Kashima was the high speed champion there for a little bit, but uh, eventually it's Tekla that hits the top row slash onto Saki Kashima. Twelve minutes, thirteen seconds, three and three four stars. Again, great chemistry with these two teams. I really like the kind of oddball pairing of uh, Saki Kashima and Shiri, and again, you're seeing Shiri getting better at strikes, so the storyline could be very much that Shiri is the one that's coaching Saki Kashima up into the strikes. Folks, let's talk about this pay-per-view, the Goddesses start of Tag League Final in front of 601 people. Um, this show took place on the 12th of November. Um, I know a lot of people are going to ask me about the attendance. Uh, 601 people on a show where you had, you know, your tournament final, the tournament was excellent. Excellent. You know, you, despite all the injuries, I still really enjoy this tournament. Excuse me one sec. Um, the tournament was really, really good. 601 people. Uh, from what I understand, there was a couple of the wrestling companies that ran this building back. And I think late summer, like Dragon Gate, Noah, and they only did like 350, 400. Again, I don't have that confirmed. So, um, but I know that New Japan ran, uh, I believe, one of the New Japan Cup shows or maybe one of the G1 shows, and they did, you know, somewhere around like 2,000, give or take. Again, I'm kind of just, just when I was just looking at numbers real quick when I did some quick research for this show. So, again, 601, it's a pretty good number. You'd want a little over 1,000 for your Tag League final on a show where you really only had a few matches announced. Like, for example, again, because of the injuries. And Stardom really did uh, a great job you know, making chicken salad out of chicken, you know, you know what, because of all the injuries in, in, uh, to, you know, certain people, you know, obviously Tam, you know, no Tam, no Natsapoy, no Aphrodite, uh, in this tournament. In fact, how great Aphrodite was in the tournament last year for you Patreon listeners, there's a review up there for you. Anywho. Um, so you have a lot of the heavy hitters out in the finals of this tournament, and you only had a few matches that were announced and, I could be wrong, but this might be the first time in the five star and the goddess star tournament or either one of the the tournaments that we already knew one of the finals were. You know, it was announced because of uh, Mike and Megan Bain Divine Kingdom, their win the night before over two nights before over O2 line that they were going to the finals. So we already knew one of the finals were going in. And then then we knew that it was going to be either, you know, the Promise team or the Crazy Star team or the XL team, depending on how those matches shook out, would be going to the finals. So, um, like I said, we already knew. We already knew what the one final was. So, it's like you're kind of taking away, you know, the anticipation or, like, the surprise of, like, who's it going to be? Who's going to be? We knew who was going in. Um, Again, folks, this was a great show. I absolutely love this show. This was terrific. Let's get into it. Well, Match number one. So Sherry. The new look is Sherry. I mean, I love her in the red. I love her in the gold. It's cool to change it up a little. And she looked amazing and so badass in that silver. Uh, Sherry getting a win in a four-way match over Hanako, Yunamizumoi, and Ruaka when Sherry gets um, Hanako to submit to the grounded Suzaku. Uh, Three and a quarter stars for me. Match number two. Now, this was not a tournament match because Suzuki and Saida are not... Uh, tag team, obviously. is out. Saeeda teaming up with Hazuki a lot on this tour because of Koguma's injury. This match was absolutely fantastic. It's my second favorite match of the show. It was a non-tournament match. Uh, the crazy star team of Mace and Suzuki defeating Hazuki and Sayida. Uh I have this match at four. I don't have time stamps on this just because it wasn't up on the uh, the thing there. So uh, uh, four stars. Uh, crowd was so hot for Saeeda. Saida might have been I think her and Michael are the two most over people on the show, which I love seeing. This was great. It was great violence back and forth. Mace Sarah, and Hazuki have great chemistry together. You know, The high-speed champion, the former high-speed champion, and obviously great violence with Suzu and Saya and Hazuki and uh, Suzu as well.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies
2: again somewhere down the line you know main event match somewhere red belt white belt finals of the five star finals of the cinderella would love to see the two of them have a one-on-one match for like 14 15 minutes i thought it was great stuff um and the way that suzu and may just gel together and work so well together i know that they were teasing that suzu and julie were going to be a team going into the tournament to take out the prominence team i think that match is coming somewhere down the line maybe like some sort of hardcore match but uh, I was kind of glad that they went with Suzu and May because they were so great as a tag team and had one of my favorite tag matches in all of wrestling uh, this year when they challenged for the Goddess of Stardom Champions uh, championship against Sayori Anu and Natsupoi. But excellent stuff here uh, from this from this this match. This match was great. This match alone was worth my pay per view dollars. And again, it wasn't even. It was kind of just like we need to put some matches on this card because we can't fill with all block matches like we do every year because of the injuries. And again, stardom was able to kind of look at what they had and just made magic and just made absolute magic and kudos to the stardom booking committee and everybody there that really, really, again, uh, you have a dampened uh, roster with all the injuries. And they gave us this match. How can you complain about stardom, folks? Really? How can you complain about stardom? Match number three was a non-tournament match as the Divine Kingdom team rematches O2 Line, and uh, I like this match a little bit better than I did their tournament match. But it was uh, Megan Bain pins Miyu Hamasaki with an F5 three and three four stars. Match number four, we go to our first Goddess of Stardom ch- uh, tournament match. The one thing I do want to make mention that I was a little confused on that they do all the time at the five star grand Prix before every match in the five star grand prix. They've done it the past handful of years. I think they did it last year for the Gods of Stardom tournament. Is they give you a graphic with the person's name and how many points they have going into that match. So this way, you know, the whole block actually So this way, you know, just between all the forfeits and who wasn't there, who was there. I was really confused who was eligible to go to the finals. And I was just able to kind of work my way down on certain things, you know, with the help of certain people um, over there on the uh, the Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. On the Twitterverse. So, uh, yeah, it would have helped out a little bit if uh, the fine folks over there on Stardom World would have been able to put up the graphic with the points. So, this way we kind of can keep track where we were at. Because I usually do a great job. I'm not usually, I always do a great job keeping track in my notes, uh, in my tablets that I write in. I just couldn't figure it out just because it's like, well, did they have a buy because of Meltier wasn't there or they're now because Hanan was injured? And she was out a couple days, so it was really confusing to see who was on what point. So that's why I'm not rallying off any of the points, folks, and I do apologize. I uh, pride myself as a professional, but it was just really hard to keep track. Um, So we go to the first uh, tournament match of the final night. Blue Goddess, Mirai and May Sakurai getting the win over the Tokyo Tires when uh, Mirai hits a brutal lariat on the Lady C. I had this at 3-3-4 stars. And I uh, would have maybe it was closer to three and a half, but I think I bumped it up a little bit because it May Sakurai's hat. So again, once again, all out on this, this huge hat thing. It really looks like they're building towards a Mirai versus story match because they focus a lot of the match here and they were throwing some absolute bombs. I like, think, in, here's my prediction. Obviously Mirai at the end of the year is going to have a big wonder of stardom championship match. It's going to be, in my opinion, the Mina Shirakawa or Micah. And I think she's gonna drop the belt there. I think the smart decision would be to go with I mean it's it's a win-win. It We'd be to go with Mina so we can get that big Mina run that everybody kind of poo-poo faced on when Tam beat her and the double championship match, which i which again, folks, is a great match. I know you don't like the result. So I know there's a phenomenal support for Mina Shirakawa, And I get it, I understand, appreciate your passion and your support for one Mina Shirakawa. But don't let it take away from the match. Anywho. I think Mina Shirakawa at the end of the year is going to defeat Mirai for the Wonder of Stardom Championship and then get that big six, seven, eight month run with the belt that we all assume. So there is a pay-per-view coming up in two or three weeks time, the first weekend of December. I think they're going to, I think what's going to happen is Mirai is going to defeat uh, Sayoriano and then afterwards Ami Sori is going to come out in Challenger. So I think, again, it's my prediction. my guess is they're going to do Marai versus Amisori for the Wonder of Star Championship. And that'll be uh just another that'll be great defense for Marai and a feather in the cap to Amisori, who really was coming out of the five-star with a lot of steam here. And again, very much like in the last few shows that I just reviewed, they gave us a preview of Marai versus Amisori, which we knew we were getting, don't get me wrong, but if we're getting a, a Marai versus Amisori match and it's kind of built out of the you know, out of the foundation of this match. I'm all for it. You know, former Goddess start Stardom uh, tag partners, tag team champions. They're both in God's eye. They can be, you know, you gave us a little preview here. If that's the way we we're going for in two weeks. And then you give us a full match, 15, 16 minutes. These two just chopping each other and layering each other. Yes, please. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, Lady C was great here as well. As, as, um, May Sakurai as well. But the majority of this match, the heart of this match was Mirai versus Amisar And again, if that's where we're going with, for a wonder starting championship match, I'm all for it, folks. I am all for it. We move on to match number five. Red stars block as the moonlight Venus team. Mina Shirokawa and Waka Sukiyama, getting a big win over the XL team of Mama and Natsuko Tora. When we see the glamorous collection Mina on Mama for the three count, three and a half stars, very much like in the last match. Like Waka was good here. Tor was good here. The XL team, they do a really great job of teamwork. Um, but the majority of this match, which is Mina and Momo, just laying into each other. And again, if Mina does recapture the Wonder of Stardom Championship match, gave me a Momo versus Mina match on a cork and on a pay-per-view of 15, 16, 17 minutes, and just left the two of them cook because uh, just absolutely fantastic. They had a really great match on night one of the five-star last year. Uh, Mina Shirakawa is way better. No, she was great then. Okay, wrong, is way better now, year and change later than she was then. And Momo is really finding her uh, her feet here as a great, great working heel. And uh, you give me that match for the Wonders Titan Championship. Absolutely loved it. I loved it how the mist finally comes back to bite Tori in the ass, because that's what basically undones uh, XL here. And if XL gets the win here, they would then go on to the finals to face Divine Kingdom. Eventually, though, she goes to, she missed poor Waka, poor Waka, poor Waka. She missed Waka, and then she tries to miss uh, Mina. Mina ducks. She eats the, I uh, see Momo eats the mist, which ultimately leads to the Glamorous Collection. Mina roll up onto Momo for the win. Three and a half stars. I wish it would have got a little bit longer, but again, um, love to see a Mina versus Momo match somewhere in 2024, especially if Mina is once again a wonder or starting champion. Match number six and the final tournament match of this show oh well final tournament match by that i do mean um the uh final final block match the prominence team uh Risa and karumi Har- haragi versus mafia bella goes to the dreaded tld by no means was dreaded bad because this match was fantastic we get a prominence jump start to start the match uh and then it basically turns into ecw style brawl Uh, Then we get a phenomenal series of just hard-hitting action between Risa, Sarah, and Julia kind of picking up where they left off a few months prior to their main event match for the New Japan Strong Championship. Uh, Kurumi Hiragi, I love how she, how Tekla, Tekla was built up great in this tournament. She looked phenomenal in that team with Julia, and Julia does a great job putting Tekla in the spots that are going to make her look better. Julia does a phenomenal job taking anybody that's in their ring and building her up to her level, and there's really not too many people that are on her level, but at least putting her up on that level in that moment in the match and really raises the stock of that wrestler. Julia's just an absolute genius. But she goes for the toxic spear on Haragi, and Haragi just stuffs it. It's like you see Tekla taking everybody out with the spear, but Haragi's like, nope, absolutely not. And we get this brutal, violent forearm trade-off with Julia and Kuruma Haragi. Um, Julia is able to come back and lock Haragi uh, into the STF. Risa Sarah is able to break that up, and then Kuruma Haragi gets the uh, the advantage back for the team with that brutal, beautiful black hole slam. Uh, some excellent stuff there. We get some double-team mafia bella work to uh, to the prominence team. We do see the perfect dive from Tekla and the drop kick from Julia onto Kurumi Haragi. Uh, then we see Haragi coming back on Julia and just lacing, just lambasting the former World of Stardom champion and Julia with some brutal, brutal uh, lariats. Haragi eventually, though, misses the top rope splash onto Julia. Julia locks in the Ganosuke Cluster. By the time she gets Haragi's shoulders down, the bell rings, and we get the time limit draw. Four stars. Four stars for me. Solid match. And, folks, we get the finals. So now we know it is going to be the crazy star team of Suzu Suzuki and May Sarah going up against the Divine Kingdom team of Micah and Megan Bain. Folks, Suzu Suzuki, maybe low-key MVP uh, wrestler of the year, at least in stardom. Like if you're going by not only match quality because she's great, wins and losses. She came into this year as one-third of the Artists of Stardom champions. They defended the belt successfully and won the very first ever Triangle Derby. Uh, she then signs a full-time contract with Stardom. Thank you, Stardom. Uh, thank you, Suzu. And then she wins the five-star Grand Prix. And then she makes it to the finals with Maysara, who they're having an absolute run against a team of Mike and Megan Bain. Uh, here's Micah her tag partner back in may retired you know she kind of gets a new one here at least for the time being to megan Bain, and finds herself micah here we go Micah's is in the her second finals as well you know obviously it was her and Suzu suzuki a few months prior in the finals of the uh five-star grand prix so we get a little bit of a kind of a rematch from final to final and folks i predicted this at the beginning of this tournament i said it would be divine kingdom over crazy star in the finals and I absolutely got it right. I I was astounded. I was astounded. Um, the, the uh, Obviously, the Divine Spoilers, the Divine Kingdom team, they win this match, win the tournament, when there's a Doomsday device to Meisera and to the Mijinoku driver for the three count. Folks, I had this at four and a half stars. I'm going to go through, as soon as I just I'm going to do a quick review of this match. I'm going to go through my top five favorite matches and my top five favorite tag teams, um, this was great the way that it built. They played off a lot of Suzu versus Micah uh, in this match. Mace was great how she was kind of just trying to run Megan Bane all throughout. Kind of maybe trying to wear down, wear her down. Really great stuff. I love it how Micah and Megan Bane will get their opponents down. Just keep body slamming each other on top of their opponents. You know, victory through self-destruction. There's one spot where Suzu tries to hit the poison run on a Megan Bane. I don't know if it's because like Megan is just so big that she couldn't, so tall I mean that she really couldn't Suzu couldn't get all the way up or their timing was off. So kind of missed the bump. But at the same time then Suzu was like I'm just gonna dead literally just deadlift Megan Bain. I mean just planted her right in the mat. I don't think Megan knew it was coming, but at the same time that's the position that Suzu needed to get her for the spot. It's like ah, oh, since I won't get you with Iran, I'll just, you know, hit uh German suplex which she throws so good onto Megan Bain. I thought that was really good. Uh the lung lower German suplex into the rolling star combination onto Micah I thought that was great. Megan Bain comes in to make the save. However, uh, Suzu and um, Megan, or uh, Suzu and May, Crazy Star, they do hit their version of total elimination on Megan Bane to take her out. And then uh, we do see some back and forth with Megan, excuse me, not Megan, with Crazy Star onto Micah. Eventually, Divine Kingdom, excuse me, Divine Kingdom, Micah and Megan Bain, they hit their uh, Cheers power bomb. They did it to an O2 line where it's basically they pick both their opponents up for the powerbomb. They cl- they smash them into each other and then drop them uh, onto the mat. I think that's a really, really cool spot. Looked like this was going to be the end of one Sarah because she was a legal person. Micah goes to give her the Mijinoku driver, but they do a great job on this tease of the false false finish where Sarah rolls through the Mijinoku driver into a small package and almost steals it almost seals and we saw you know Micah's trainer Taka Takamunoku who taught her the Midunoku driver. We saw Taka. we see Taka has lost a lot of big matches by getting the Midunoku driver countered into a roll-up. I don't know if Micah's that's really ever happened too much in her stardom career. And if anybody's going to do it or do it any better it'd be May Sarah. And that was so close to the finish. Great job building that up again though. It's the Doomsday Device uh 360 Lariat. 360 Lariat into the Doomsday device into the uh the Minjidoku driver that spells the end of crazy star and giving Micah her first tournament win uh, good on Micah. You can see how much that absolutely meant to her. Then afterwards they just beat up Suzu Suzuki. They hit her like a double power bomb and uh, they beat up poor Suzu. So um, yeah, that was a uh, really, really good stuff there. Uh, excellent tournament. Again, we didn't have any melt here. We didn't have uh, no Aphrodite, you know, Hanan was injured, missed the last few matches of the tournament. Kogamu's injured, no FW. See the last few matches of the tournament. It's still great. This was still a great, fantastic tournament. Um, Okay, folks, let's go down the top five teams. My top five favorite teams. And, folks, um, after you listen to this episode or if you want to pause it right here uh, after I get done, by all means, let me know what your top five favorite teams were, Uh, you know, Matt Turner, OF, on the Instagram and or the Twitter, and your top five favorite matches because that's what I'm going to do. Top five teams. Now my one and two were pretty solid. Uh, three, four, and five they can change pretty much at any time, but I'll tell you why I had one team at five, one at four, one at three. Number five, FWC, Hazuki and Kagama. Had Kagama not gone injured and was able to finish the last few matches of the tournament, they may have bumped up a little, um, and that's the reason why my number four team, O2 line, Azumi Miyu Amasaki. Great matches, great chemistry. Great seeing Azumi uh, back from her uh, little injury that she had. It was nice that she took some time off, able to recharge a little bit, come, came back, and again, what she's been able to do with Miyu Amasaki. Obviously, Miyu's putting in the work. You know, d- Don't get me wrong, and I love that when somebody's putting in work and they're busting their ass and they're becoming better. So uh love seeing Miyu putting in the work, which is what her and Azumi are doing as a team, and Azumi just able to to make Miyu better than she already is and already becoming. So huge fan of 0 2 line Number three, I put them at number three, the Divine the Kingdom team, because, you know, the Divine Kingdom team of Mike and Megan Bain, I put them at number three because they won the tournament. Uh, again, they could have been four or five here, but I figured I would have gave them the number three spot because they ran the gamut on the tournament. Only last one match via countout in Cork and Hall two eye contact. Speaking of eye contact, number two eye contact, Mayuutani and Hanan. Obviously, with Hanan's injury, they missed in the last match or two. But regardless, uh, I talked quite a bit of how much I love this Mayu and Hana team. And uh, I'm all in on Mayu and Hana being the goddess of stardom tag team championships somewhere at the, uh, somewhere in 2024. i all for it. My number one team, folks, does not come to any surprise. The crazy star team of Suzu, Suzuki, and Sarah back about three or four months ago. I said that Sayorianu and Natsupoy are slowly becoming my uh, tag team of the year. And with the, uh, you know, and one of my favorite tag teams in all of wrestling. And just with the injury of Natsupoy, and then just how oh, well Suzu and May have just really been carrying the tag team division on their back uh, with the absence of Natsupoy. Uh, now, maybe Crazy Star is my favorite tag team uh, of not just stardom, but maybe of all of wrestling. You know, I made mention a little bit while ago that one of my favorite tag matches in all of wrestling this year was those two teams going at it with Sayori Anu and Natsupoy. Uh, Sayori Anu and Natsupoy versus uh, Suzu Suzuki and Mesa uh, Excellent. I think I, I think I gave it the full five stars. But, uh, yeah, so, again, um, my top teams, number five, FWC, number four, O2 Line, number three, Divine Kingdom, number two, Eye Contact, number one, Crazy Star. Now, uh, before I get into my top five matches, not sure really, because usually the Goth Stardom uh, winners, they well, they get a title shot. And how it's worked the last two years is they go to uh, Dream Queendom and get their title shot. Depending on what's going with Megan Bain, you know, what you read, what you believe, she's going to AEW, whatever. I think that I think the cool thing to do is if not is healthy, is not supporting Anu versus Mike and Megan Bain at the show in two weeks, uh the they believe it's 12-2. And then have Serianu and uh, Natsupoy win that match. And then, you know, Dream Queendom is your big show at the end of the year. So you want to load that card up as much as possible. Again, if Natsupoy's healthy, you know, fingers crossed, you know, bye Poi. Uh, if Natsupoy's healthy, I would love to see Natsupoy and Sorianu defend either against O2 Line or defend against Eye Contact. What a g- Or FWC. Really, a lot of different ways that you can go. What a great match that would be. Great What a great tag match to end the year that would be with Sayori Poi versus either O2 Line or versus FWC or against Eye Contact. I mean, heads you win, tails you win. Really, uh, no losers there. So again, obviously, that's all pending on uh, Natsa Point. I hope that uh, she comes back soon and she comes back healthy because, boy, howdy, she really upped her stock this year started him Top five matches. Match number five was from the 5th of November, uh, Momo and Natsukotora at Team XL versus the Crazy Star team of Suzu Suzuki and Meisera. Number four was from Night 1, the main event FWC of Hazuki and Kagama versus the Eye Contact team of mayu Butani and Hanun. Uh, my match number three, my third favorite match, would be from the 4th of November, the Eye Contact team we just mentioned of mayu Butani and Hanan versus the O2 line team of Miyu-Amasaki and Izumi my number two match of the tournament taking the silver medal would be the prominence team of Risa Sarah and Karumi Haragi versus the crazy star team of Suzu Suzuki and May Sarah. And my number one favorite match of this tournament would be from the finals, a match that I just talked about the divine kingdom team of Mike and Megan Bain versus the crazy star team of May Sarah and Suzu Suzuki. So once again, folks, Number five, Team XL versus Crazy Star. Number four, FWC versus Eye Contact. Number three, taking the bronze medal, O2 Line versus Eye Contact. Number two, taking the silver medal, Prominence versus Crazy Star, and my favorite match from this tournament. It seems like every every final is uh, my favorite match of the tournament, I think since 2019. Crazy Star versus Divine Kingdom. Folks, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. What were your top five favorite matches? How about individual performances? anything like that that you uh, would like to talk about, you just let me know and uh, we shall chat about it, folks. We shall chat about it. Now, before we get into our previews, we have two things to review as I'm trying to find my notes here. And uh, we are gonna be talking about Mayu Iwatani, as you can probably hear my pages flipping. Mayu Iwatani versus one Stephanie Vocker for the IWGP Women's Championship. Um, I thought the match was absolutely fantastic, these two absolutely tore it up, and the fact that they had to uh, go after Phenomenal Match with Zack Sabre Jr. and Speedball Mike Bailey, um, really just a testament to just how great uh, these two are. There's my notes, I knew I would find it eventually. Um, Match went about 11 minutes, 37 seconds. That's not the official time, basically, what I had it on my phone. Mayu did a great job giving Stephanie Vlacher a lot of offense in this match, which, if you know Mayu, she's very good at being resilient, of getting her ass kicked early on in the match, and then making her come back. And this was like 60, 65% uh, Stephanie. As, uh, again, it was a great job, but these two just dropping each other on their heads. Maya building her comeback up with the Dong Pai, the uh, Crucifix Bomb. Um, But eventually, though, it's Maya Iwatani is able to uh, hit a Crucifix Bomb, Super Kick Combination, which if you've seen these Mayu Championship matches, whether it's for IWGP, Red Belt, White Belt, she loves using that combination. Um, She follows that up with a Tombstone Piledriver and a Picture Perfect Moonsault. I had the match at four and a quarter stars. Fantastic match! Match absolutely loved it. Wish it got a little bit longer, but uh, they are teasing to a match uh, in Mexico in CMLL for Stephanie Valker's, uh CMLL Championship. So um, super excited to see that match if they do run it back. Um, folks, before we move on to EO and Kyrie Watch, we do have some live notes uh, from our good friend. Over here uh Neil, I'm going to butcher his last name. Neil uh capicola? capicola Neil, I apologize. And I did apologize when you gave me the notes. I said I will probably get your name wrong because that's usually Rob's gimmick. So uh Neil was nice enough to send us some live notes. And again, Neil, I apologize that if I did butcher your name. Um keep sending the notes in, or if you want to send me an audio clip of how to say your name, I will eventually get it right. So um here's what Neil had to say. And again, Neil, thank you so much. Send these notes in, and folks. If you're ever at a show, whether it's in Japan or any of these starting wrestlers are on a match over in some independent or somewhere around you, let us know. Give us some notes about your experience. We'll read them live on the air, and we will give you a shout out if you like. Um, so here's Neil's notes, Matt. My wife and I made the four hour drive from Austin to Garland, Texas. Now, folks, I'm assuming Neil made that drive to see Mayu, based on what he's going, what he told me here in this text. So you fantastic people over there on Bushi Road mayu's drawing tickets over here in the states my man neil and his wife four hours one way one way to see one wrestler mayu um we had the four-hour drive from austin to garland texas for the new japan strong show last friday we decided to dress up for the event i wore a sparkly rainbow suit and she had a sparkly rainbow jacket both of us with mayu iwatani uh t-shirts on as well neil send pictures brother You're in sparkly clothes. Send pictures. (laughs) Share them with us, my man. Uh, The show seemed like it was a little bit undersold as there were floors. uh, Tickets anyway. They were able to move us up to the second row next to the wrestler's entrance. When Mayu walked out, my wife and I stood up and cheered super loud. I had bought my Mayu Iwatani support towel as we were waving and jumping around. Mayu looks to her right, makes eye contact with us, smiles, and points at us. Oh, the classic Mayu point. That's awesome, brother, that you're the icon of stardom. Able to recognize you and give you the classic Mayu point. Uh, that's like an early Christmas present. Uh, I could have gone home happy at that point, and that was more I could have ever hoped for. But fortunately, I got to see incredible match in person between Mayu and Stephanie wakar Here are some bullet points. These two women had a challenge going after Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. and Speedball Mike Bailey, which was a banger of a match. Which I watched the majority of the show, and it absolutely was. And the crowd was absolutely ballistic for the match. The crowd started out a little bit quiet because of that, but being the freshman that she is, Mayu did a fantastic job of playing to the audience after a couple of minutes. The crowd was fully involved and cheering loudly for both women. Um, I think that's the reason. I think Mayu knew how hot the crowd was for that match. I think that's why Mayu, being the baby face that she is, took as much heat as she did as when she has because the crowd was low. And at that point, they would get their speed back from the speedball Versus Zack Sabre match, I guess pun intended. So Maya being the genius she is with crowd psychology and being a babyface, once she started making her comeback towards the match, the crowd started getting hotter because they started getting their second win back from the phenomenal match with Sabre and Mike Bailey. So that just, I just, that just kind of dawned in my mind reading Neil's notes here. Um, I put the cheering at seventy thirty for Maya which he seemed super appreciative of. And her demeanor was not one of a superstar, but a humble individual. Stephanie was impressive as well as Mayu was super giving along. Stephanie to get a little offense in. I agree. I've seen it on my TV many times, but a person I couldn't help think Mayu's bones, especially her neck, are made of rubber. When Stephanie hit that release German suplex, Mayu's neck hitting the mat looked like it should not be able to bend that way. After the event, I walked by Veda Scott, who was doing English commentary for New Japan. I got to speak to her for a few minutes about the event, including the Mayu match and tell her what a fan I was of hers going back to her ROH days. I also asked her husband, Speedball Mike Bailey, to tell her what an amazing, amazing match he had. Mayu was my favorite stardom wrestler anyways, but this experience cemented her as my favorite wrestler of all time. I get this might be a little bit too long for you to read during the podcast, so feel free to use any or all of it, however you and Rob see fit. Thanks again for everything you do from a huge fan, Neil. Yes, I read that entire thing online you know why neil because i'm a professional and you took time effort and energy to uh tell me what was in your heart and soul brother but i'm glad that you had a great time uh with my you i'm glad you had a great time at the show glad you and your wife got home safe that's obviously the most important glad that you guys wore sparkly rainbow shirts and suits that seems fantastic i go back and watch that match i should be able to point you guys out right uh Thanks again, Neil, for sending that in brother. Greatly appreciate it. Appreciate the support. I know you comment quite a bit on our Patreon page and uh, we talk quite a bit on social media. Uh, Awesome job. Awesome job reporting. Glad that you had a good time and truly enjoyed that show. Folks, one last piece of business before we review the two shows and I'll do some predictions as well. Why not? Is let's talk about the new segment. It's no longer EO watch. It's EO and Kyrie watch. So, Bailey comes out. We have two segments. Yes, the champ, Eo, gets two segments. Bailey comes out, does not understand why Eo brought Kyrie into damage control without a blessing. They come out. They do make mention the last time we saw Kyrie on WWTV. That was Bailey that basically jumped her, beat her up, and sent her packing back to Japan, where she had a, a pretty good year in stardom. Pretty good year in stardom. Anywho, um, so uh Kyrie comes in and says, Bailey, I forgive you and they want a group hug, and then Bailey, if you remember, she used to do the hugger gimmick, says, no, I don't hug anymore. But they basically heard Dakota and Io forced her to do a group hug. Out comes Charlotte and Bianca Belair, saying there's going to be a six-person tag match as the main event. Dakota Kai obviously is still not uh, cleared from her knee injury. So it would be Bailey, Io, and Kyrie taking on the team of Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and their mystery opponent, who is revealed to be one, Oscar. So that's our our basic main event. Uh, We get some really good stuff back and forth between Bianca and EO. Bianca's so good. So good. I mean, it's just the the women's division, WWE, especially SmackDown, I think is the second best in wrestling. Stardom is not only the best women's division, it's the best roster in all of wrestling, folks. Can't anybody tell me any different. But Bianca has some really, really good stuff. They really have her shine with Kyrie. They have her shine uh, with EO. Love to see a Bianca versus Kyrie match. Um, we see some stuff with Kyrie and Charlotte that let's just say just didn't gel. Didn't gel. Um Bianca takes the heat, she goes to tag and Asuka. Asuka refuses the tag, Miss Bailey. Uh she comes in, head kicks everybody, and that's basically causing disqualification. And that's basically shows us that, that our new damage control is EO, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Kyrie, and Asuka. Uh so that's where it ends the show. Folks, I did not give a rating on the match just because it was set up more for an angle. It looks like it's going to set up towards War Games, which it would probably be EO, Bailey, Kyrie, and Asuka versus uh, Bianca. Uh, Shotzi, Shotzi came out for the save. So probably the face team is going to be uh, Shotzi, Charlotte, Bianca, and there's going to be one other person. I think it's going to be Becky Lynch. I know some people are like, well, doesn't it doesn't fit into the story. It's not this, it's not that. Folks, you. you it's gonna be one of, if not the main event matches on the Survivor Series War Game show in Chicago, a very hot crowd. The biggest star of women the biggest star in the women's division in WWE is probably still Becky Lynch. I mean, the way she organically is able to get over, just have her come in. I mean, you can build it up. I think the show's in a week or two. It's not gonna take you that long to build it. You know, you have three hours on Raw, two hours in SmackDown. Not gonna take it long to build it. Bring her in. It's gonna pop the crowd huge. You know, just say hey. You know, she respects Charlotte. She respects Bianca. She respects Shotzi. She doesn't like what Damage Control started to do. She doesn't like Bailey. Doesn't like Io. That's really all you gotta do about it. You're gonna put a phenomenal worker and somebody that's crazy over in a War Games match against that loaded pair of Bailey, Oscar, Io, and Kyrie, in a hot crowd in Chicago. I mean, I get it. She's not part of the story just yet. I'm not going to take that line to get her over. And it's Becky Lynch, folks. Phenomenal worker. Somebody that's going to get massively over. I'm hoping it's Becky. I'm hoping it's Becky. But also, I hope that damage control does go over. For two different reasons. One, massive fan of this team, especially with Eo and Kyrie. And uh, I think it wouldn't be wise to squash your hottest faction in wrestling. Uh, the bloodline thing is fizzling out, in my opinion. Roman's never there. Um, your hottest faction on your hottest show. You have them get beat by kind of a makeshift team in war games i think that damage control needs to go over there and uh folks i mentioned it before on the podcast about a month or so ago uh eo segments are drawing over two million people two million people this was uh, eo versus Asuka, eo versus charlotte both had over two million viewers and then these two segments were the two highest rated segments on smackdown i think doing two something like 2.3 million uh, viewers something like that so eo's drawn folks eo is drawn and it was really really smart because remember Last Late last summer, excuse me, it's heavily rumored that EO is coming back to us in stardom, but Triple H has done a phenomenal job repackaging pretty much the entire company, especially the women's division, an understanding to think outside the box, do something different, and uh, he's drawing ratings, he's drawing money with EO at top. So uh, kudos to uh, EO, kudos to Kyrie, just love seeing them. Obviously, I would love to see them back in stardom, but at the same time, when you have over 2 million people watching you every week, Not a bad consolation prize, folks. Not a bad consolation prize. All right, let's get into these two previews of these two shows, shall we? Let me just uh, pick up the card here for New Blood West. Now, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be on YouTube, but uh, the fantastic people over at We Are Stardom do a great job getting these shows out, especially New Blood shows in like a 24-hour turnaround might be a little bit longer than that because the next because they have this show and then they have the pay per view, so maybe Sunday, Monday, these shows will be up. I hope that the New Blood show is up by at least Monday night, so this way it'll give me Tuesday to watch it, so we can review it for uh, Wednesday. And I believe there's another show. I think the show that happened the past weekend. So there probably be three shows if my if my memories correct. Three shows that we're going to review on uh, next week. The uh, the show from I believe the the eleventh uh, New Blood. And then the uh, the pay-per-view gold rush. So uh, another loaded week we will have, folks. Another loaded weeks. Okay. Suzu Suzuki versus Yuna Mizumori. This is the match I'm looking for. Again, I don't know the order of the card. I'm just going by, you know, what I'm seeing over here on Twitter. This is the match I'm looking forward to the most. Yuna is just absolutely fantastic. Suzu is on a roll. But uh, Suzu Suzuki will get the win there. May Sierra versus Han. And ooh, this might be the match I'm looking forward to the most. Um... Hanan is just, she's fantastic. May Sarah, she has a title match the next day. So I don't see May eating an L here. However, they can have Hanan win here and then have May win the next night and then have Hanan come out and challenge May for the uh, high speed championship match. We did make mention before how Hanan's really good at that high speed style. I think May's going to get the win here or they're going to do the time limit draw. But I would love to see Hanan get a win here and then come back and then challenge May for the high speed championship. I think that's where the money would be. We have Saeeda versus May Sakurai, the chop versus the hat. Um it is a new blood show, and Saeeda is one half of the new blood tag team champions, as is Hanan. I'm gonna say Saeeda gets the win here, even though they're very, very big on May Sakurai. I tell you what, these those last two matches are tough to predict, which I like. Hanan versus May and May versus Saida. Tough to pick. Ami Sori versus Zones. I've seen very little of Zones, but I know a lot of people are excited that she's going to be on this new blood show. I'm going to say Ami Sori gets the win here because I think they're building towards an Ami versus Mirai Wonder Stardom Championship match. Um, Momoko Hanazono versus Lady C. This should be interesting because you have a contrast in styles, but uh, that's what Stardom does really, really well. Momoko um, Hanazono is going to get the win here. She has a championship match the next day. Let's see what else we have here. And then we have a uh, future stardom championship match. Rina versus Hanako. That's going to be really good. However, that one's going to be a little bit easier to predict. I'm going to say Rina gets the win there. Chi-Chi, another one that I've heard a lot about that I've seen very little. Versus Miyu Amasaki. Um, this is going to be a great match for Miyu to show what she can do singles-wise. New Blood Show, they tend to give Miyu a little bit more time in her matches. So I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to see uh Chi Chi. Like I said, I know a little bit about her. Uh, what I've seen, I've been impressed with, but I'm gonna say Miyu gets the win there. And then, of course, we do have the new rookie. The new rookie's name will be revealed on Osaka on the 16th, so uh, we will know the rookie's name uh, by the time this one hits the airwaves, taking on Momo Watanabe. Uh, that is going to be a win for Momo Watanabe, folks. Let's review this our preview, excuse me, this pay per view. Stardom Gold Rush. Okay, we have a Gold Rush Battle Royal that has Lady C, Miyu Amasaki, Megan Bane, Benlikin Death, Mika, Minashirakawa, Mizumori, and Hanako. I'm gonna say Megan Bane gets the win there, but they can go really either anyway. Give it to Lady C. Give it to Miyu. You know, it's a Battle Royal. I mean, it doesn't matter, but it'll be fun. You have a lot of really good talent in there. Um, I am just really hope for comedy sake. Even though I'm not that I'd rather serious wrestling than comedy. We're going to get a lot of serious wrestling on this show for comedy's sake that we get an interaction between Malikin, Megan Bane and Billiken Death. That'll be hilarious. Gold Rush Tournament, round one. We have the God's Eye team of Kunami, Saki Kashima, and Amisori taking on the stars team of Hazuki, Hanan, and Sayida. There's going to be a lot of interesting matchups there especially with the uh, two former members of Awetotai with Konami versus Suzuki, That's where my money is for that match. I'm going to say Hazuki, Hanan, and sae to get the win. Then we have on the other block, we have the Artists of Stardom champions, the Bearberry Bombers of Julia, Mei, Sakurai, and Tekla taking on the, the Awetotai team of Ruwaka, Mama Watanabe, and Natsuko Tora. I'm going to say that Team Julia gets the win there, setting up the Moneyball match to be the stars team of Hazuki, Hana, and Saida versus Julia, Mei Sakurai and Tekla. Oh boy, I really hope that's the final. No disrespect to the other two teams. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Konami, Momo Watanabe, etc. Uh, but then you put that in a ladder match. I mean you can have the Berry Berry Bombers get the win here and really kind of shine up the artists of starting champions. But then again, at the same time, Hazuki, uh, Hanan and Saida, if they get the win here. Don't you think they'd be granted a future Artist of Stardom Championship match? Again, I know we have a pay-per-view on the 2nd and a Corican coming up. You can do that one there. I'm going to say the Barry Byer Bombers get the win there, but uh, that can go either way. That can go either way. Folks, we have Starlight Kid's return match. She will take on her Turner foe, Inazumi, and the hottest uh, wrestler in all of Stardom, the winner of the 5-Star Grand Prix and the finalist of the God of Stardom Tournament, won Suzu Suzuki. Suzu's going to get the win here. Uh, I think a lot of people think that Starlight Kid's going to eat the fall because Starlight Kid's been eating a lot of falls lately, especially in the five-star. But I think with Starlight Kid coming back here, I think you have Suzu uh, Pinazumi. But this is going to be awesome. Uh, I'm not a big fan of three-ways just because they get a little contrived because either they're really, really good or really, really bad. I have no doubt this one's going to be really, really good. Uh, but I would have Suzu Pinazumi, and that's going to be my pick. Suzu uh, is going to defeat Azumi because... Again, Suzu's over title shot. You don't want to beat her on this, uh, what's going to be really spectacular pay-per-view. Folks, this one's going to go under the radar, and I'm excited for this. Alice, Inc. taking on Shuri. UWFI rules match. I've seen a little bit of Alice in Inc. That's probably going to be my homework over the next day or two to watch some of her matches. Um, and it's Shuri. It's UWF. Shuri's doing a great job with these matches, calling people out, but it's going to be Shuri. This will be my lock of the night, one I know I'm going to get right. Um, Sherry's gonna get the win here, and then there is uh, heavily rumors that some big things will be going down at Gold Rush. Uh, I assume that this is where they're gonna start building to Sherry versus Ronda Rousey, which has been heavily rumored. Um, even Rocky Romero did an interview where they asked about bringing Ronda Rousey, and he said, yeah, I would love her to bring her in to New Japan and stardom. So you know, obviously Rocky's not going to say, yeah, she's she's definitely coming in, but basically kind of planted the seeds there. Uh, that'd be huge you built that to sumo hall i think sherry versus ronda rousey that match alone you're you're gonna sell three thousand tickets ronda rousey lover hater i think she's fantastic in the ring uh i mentioned before when she came back you know this last run from wwe wasn't really her best work still really solid she's the highest drawing the biggest star in the history of women's mma Uh, i'm not saying she's the best fighter ever in women's MMA, she's top you know, three or four, but she, go look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. She's the biggest draw in the history of women, Not only women's MMA, but just MMA in general. I think it's like her, Connor, and Lesnar are like one, two, and three. Connor's is definitely number one. Then I think like Ronda and Brock are like two or three. I uh, think you throw John Jones, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz. I go on a whole rant. Anywho, I know there are some people that do not want to see Ronda Rousey in stardom. I am not one of those people... I am 1,000% for it. I will literally be jumping up and down in my living room at 4 a.m. or whenever this match happens, that uh, if that's what we get, uh, we do get the Sherry versus Ronda Rousey match uh, and Sumo Hall. And then you can build towards a rematch, because I would love to see if it draws money and it's good. I would love to see them run it back. I would love to see them run it back, but uh, we shall see. But, uh, yes, I will definitely. Allison Inc. does have a really, really cool look towards her. Stardom would not bring her in on a pay-per-view against Sherry and Sherry's uh, UWF-I style match if they didn't think she could hang. So, yes, that would be my homework between now and uh, Friday night that I'm going to watch some Allison Inc. matches. And if you know any good ones, uh, send them my way, folks. Send them my way. High speed championship match Momoko Hanazono versus May Sarah. May Sarah making her first defense of this championship. We've seen Momoko Hanazono quite a bit in stardom. Uh, she's absolutely fantastic. She had challenged for the same belt a year prior against one Azumi. I haven't seen much of Momoko Hanazono since then. I'm assuming she's just getting better. And May Sarah is literally like, can make a case for the best wrestler on this roster, like just what she's been able to put in. And the high-speed matches, the six-person matches, just her comedy, her timing. She gels with everybody. I think this match is going to blow uh, the doors, the blow the roof off the building. Blow the doors off the building, same difference. And then we go to, I believe what is going to be the semi-main event. As much, I would love to see Mirai in the main event for this Wonder of Stardom championship. I believe the main event is going to be the ladder match. They did it last year. Uh, that was the main event because it's a gimmick match, the ladder match. And considering we had Saya versus Kyrie last year and Shuri versus Utami, which was phenomenal. And the main event was the finals of the money, you know, the, the money ball tournament, which we did see the, the money ball thing break like two minutes in. Um, I think that would that's going to be the main event. Again, I would love to see Mirai. Every time she's in these Wonder of Stardom Championship matches, she absolutely steals the show. Like, even with the one she lost last year, last summer to Sayakamatani. I believe that show was main evented by Sherry versus Risa Sarah. I'm just trying to think of the top of my head. And that was a great match, don't get me wrong, but Mariah and Sai Kamatani blew it out of the water. Mariah and Tam Nakano, where Mariah defeats Tam for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, wasn't the main event. It was the strap match between Sayori and Natsupoi. Uh, Mariah and Konami had a great match, was not the main event. I believe the main event was Julia versus. Julia versus uh, Risa air for the strong championship. And then we had Mariah versus Momo Watanabe. Um, I what was an absolutely loaded, loaded card, loaded, loaded show. But Mariah and Momo Watanabe to me was the best match on that show to literally the point where we're going to be doing it as an alternate commentary, which you'll be hearing in the next few days for all you Patreon listeners. I would love for, this is going to be the best match of the show. No disrespect to any of the matches, a solid card. I'm really looking forward to this card. I'm really excited to see what the big surprise supposedly is. Um, but this is the match I'm looking forward to the most. Sayori Anu, is, is she's on her game. Mariah is making a case for MVP uh, in stardom in the year 2023. And this is going to be an absolute baller of a match. They've done a great job building this match up the last two or three weeks. They gave us a little sample of what they can do back in Cork and Hall in their five-star match. And I think this one is going to be... This is going to be... I don't see this one going below four and a half stars. I really don't. This is going to be terrific, terrific. And I know Sayori's on that like freelancer contract where she does start is It's kind of like her top priority, but if she has other things, she can do other things kind of like Suzu. I hope that uh, somewhere, especially after this match, cause I know this is going to be great that they, and I don't know how her contract works and I'm not going to pretend like I know, I would love for it to be as soon as this match is over where they just Rassi hands her it, you know, check and here's your contract. So I would love to see Sayori uh, in stardom full time. Cause in fact, she's one half of the goddess of stardom champions. Folks, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, when Rob and I were talking a day or two prior with everything we had going on, we figured that this one's going to go about three hours. Obviously, Rob's not here. I don't have other things to kind of bounce off him. But we're coming up on about a buck thirty-five. And I know that when the podcast dropped last week, uh, you fantastic folks were like, wow, you guys did an episode under two hours? What the heck? We know that you guys like to hear, you guys and gals like to hear the episodes go along. We love to talk about stardom long. We did over two hours with Karen yesterday. I'm doing an hour and a half here by myself. So, uh, again, thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for sorry it's not two hours. Uh, I really thought I was into two hours by myself because there was so much to go through. But I'm going through my checklist, and I, I, you know, I, I had everything here. I went through the Patreon, told you about uh, the Marvels. We did the four shows. EO Kyrie watch the Mayu match for the I W G P, and I was able to preview uh, the New Blood and the Gold Rush show in about ninety some odd minutes. So. How about that, folks? How about that? Obviously, when Rob's, um, and you guys have all heard, I uh, mean, Rob, we can talk forever about stardom. We really, really can. So the fact this is going about 90, a little over 90 minutes, and it's just me, if this was, you know, obviously Rob came down a little bit of a cold and said, hey, man, you know, heal, heal up. No problem, heal up. We got you. We have a lot of other stuff that we have to cover. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this was, uh, this was fun, folks. Thank you all so much for bearing with me. Hope you enjoyed the solo episode. Hope you enjoy the shows this weekend. Uh, folks, if I don't get a chance to talk to you next week, especially if we're over here in the States, we have Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. and I'll do a little sign off next week and uh, hope safe travels. If you're listening to the podcast on either Thursday or Friday and you're traveling, safe travels, you know, to and from and, uh, you know, spend time with your loved ones. That's the thing that's most important time and health and being with your family and your friends. That is the most important thing in the world and, I hope that your travels are safe and I hope your holiday season is great. I am a huge, if, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, I'm a huge fan of the holiday seasons. I love, you know, Thanksgiving, going to Christmas. I literally, what me and my wife do is it's very, as busy as I am with work. And obviously stardom cast is very, very important in my life. It's very important for me and my wife to sit down and watch TV. Our big thing now is watching these terrible Hallmark Christmas movies. They are so bad. They are good. I absolutely love them. Love There's effort and love put into them. Don't get me wrong. But that's my big thing. I absolutely love the holidays. Anywho, sorry, I got on a tangent. Folks, thanks everybody so much for the support. Thanks for everybody for all the five-star reviews. I think we're up to like 150 now, which is absolutely uh, crazy. My goal, I said back in the summer, I wanted to get the YouTube page up to 1,000 subscribers. We're over 2,000. So you've doubled my goal that I want there, folks. Thank you all so much for spreading the word of Stardom. Cannot do this without you. Um, Questions, comments, folks. Matt Turner, OF, on the Instagram and or the Twitter and the TikTok, which I'm still trying to figure out how to use. I want to shoot an email at the Stardomcast. 22 at gmail.com is the best way to get a hold of me via email. Uh, folks, again, you know, let me know what your top five, Favorite matches were for the goddess tournament. Let me know what your top five favorite uh, teams were from the goddess tournament. Also, I forgot to mention that I knew there was something I forgot to mention that we are doing uh, for our Patreon. We are having a theme next month. We are doing a Queen's Quest Christmas uh, for you members of the Patreon for the past year or so. If you remember, we did a last year, we did a Merry Mayu Christmas. So this theme will be Queen's Quest theme. Um, so we are going to do four matches that involve any members of Queen's Quest. The bi weekly podcast will be. Um, basically whatever I'm, I'm open to suggestions. So anything Queen's Quest related we haven't covered, let me know. I'm uh, not sure what the what if is going to be just yet. You have suggestions, let me know. It's going to be Queen's Quest theme. But we do know the roundtable discussion. Uh, we're going to be joined by Scotty Wrestling. This one is going to be a phenomenal roundtable discussion for the month of December. Who had the better championship reign? Io Shirai's World of Stardom championship reign, the V14, or Saya V15? For the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Obviously, Saya part of Queen's Quest. Uh, Io Shirai did invent Queen's Quest in the midst of that reign. So you're taking, in my opinion, the two greatest runs in the history of this fantastic company. We love Stardom. And uh, we're going to see what we think is the better reign between EO's Red Belt run and Saia White Belt run. So that's going to be phenomenal. But again, questions, comments, even if you're not suggestions, even if you're not on Patreon... And there's a match that you'd want me to do or there's there's certain you know you want me to review a tag run from any members of queen's quest or any you know you want me to do a utami run from the five star any it's queen's quest theme anything queen's quest related you know throw suggestions at me matt turner of on the instagram and or the twitter folks that's gonna wrap it up for this episode don't forget it's very important to buy boy gotta get it in um again thank you all so much for bearing with me on the solo podcast I had an absolute blast doing this i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i enjoyed recording it and uh sending it off to you but uh i was gonna close it out for this episode folks like i always say it's just not my podcast it's our podcast because we're all together and everyone's different everyone's special have a great day everyone